Building a startup from scratch is tough. My name is Justin McLeod, and I'm your host for a new podcast series called Back to the Basics. In this show, I'll be talking to startup experts as they discuss the fundamentals of launching and running your first tech startup. So you stay rooted in your strong opinion. What does the world look like to you in five years? What does that world look like? And when you say it out loud, do people laugh? Do people say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about? That might be a good sign. Regardless of how smart or talented you are, there are some things that simply can't be taught. And those some things include having confidence, having conviction, and deeply believing in what's clear to you, but uncertain to most. My next guest, Arlen Hamilton, needed all three of those unteachable characteristics to raise her first fund at Backstage Capital with the mission to invest in 100 underestimated startup founders who shared that same mentality. Arlen will share her story of breaking into venture capital along with the mentality needed to be an undeniable startup founder. Enjoy the show. Yeah, and I think it would, the, the caveat is first time fund raisers for their funds if they're under a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Like if anything that's, I would say 50 million or higher is going to be very different than what like in the trenches and then outside of that um just had a unique experience in general with backstage mm-hmm. but there are so there are some uh funds that are like you know putting together they put together 10 million they put together five they put together 25 and it, it took let's say 18 months to do just every day and when you have that um like for up uh, for for what I did was I did like a 1.2 million dollar funds basically 2016 17 and 18 each so each year has its own fund mm-hmm. and then 2019 2.2 million for the accelerator mm-hmm. uh so that's that's a it's a lot of money when you're building that like 25,000 at a time like I did and when you think of it more like those are rounds of funding for a company mm-hmm. rather than a fund, because I think that's how people are like, Oh, that's not that much money. And I'm like, <laughs> it may not be that much money to you, but right. <laughs> putting that together bit by bit is a lot of money. But then on with the model of a fund, your, your fee that you get in order to keep the lights on is like 2% a year. Mm-hmm. So 2% on a million dollars isn't, isn't much to run a whole fund. Mm-hmm. it's not even somebody's salary right so I, I i i have a lot of that to talk about you know to, that i can pull from and a lot of it's in the book that tells you kind of the negative but the positive spin on it is that it makes me and the people at backstage so much more um we can relate so much more to a founder raising mm-hmm. than most venture funds or funds can do mm-hmm. because it, it, it's not as structured as a venture fund uh, we also, though, can kind of see, we, it's kind of hard to BS a BSer, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's right. hard to see, because if we've been through it, and you're like, this one thing I say in front of investors, really, really works on them, because they don't know much about how it really came together. And we're like, yeah, we were in the same rooms with you. Right. So we know that that thing over there wasn't that hard to do, be more real, you know, mm-hmm. so you have that back and forth. But I think, so the so summary is I don't think most venture funds are like are similar to raising for a company. I do think though some are including backstage. You know, with that, you know, what kind of spark of having that that 
that focus on specifically underrepresented founders? I know, of course, you know, you, you've seen some stuff in the news or just some reading some articles, like say you wanted to make it more represent, representation in the space, but like, what was that like burning, like itch where it's like, okay, like I have to get more money towards, you know, these, this particular group. Well, I wasn't seeing it a lot in the news. You know, this was 2011 when it was kicking off for me, the, the idea was kicking off. And it was the fact that I wasn't seeing, I would see little headlines here. I mean, not headlines. I would see little, you know, little blurbs here and there, mm. but it was like, this is odd. It was like stepping into a, a like a, I don't know, not, not a utopia. Um, I can't think of the word, but it's like dystopia. Yeah. It was like a dystopian thing of like, how could venture, which is supposed to be so, risk take taking and so brave and innovative how can they be so far behind mm -hmm. even private equity i mean private equity is no picnic but i've definitely been in rooms with hundreds of black private equity fund managers mm -hmm. and i've been in rooms with dozens if not less black vcs mm -hmm. and that's only been more recent mm -hmm. so to me it was not only is it like a, the right thing to do because i'm gay black woman and I feel like you're missing, you know, it's not cool to do that. But I feel like most of the people I know who are doing something like when I think of a group of people, when you say, what's an entrepreneur, when you Google what uh, CEO, I don't know if it's still the case. But when you Google C CEO like a year ago, it just brought up Zuckerberg, Bezos, mm -hmm. uh, Elon Musk. And it was just like oh, a sea of white, like a wall of white men. Mm -hmm. And when you say entrepreneur CEO to me, the first thing I like the, the picture I come up with is very, very diverse. Mm -hmm. And it's like a white man here. It's a uh, black woman there. It's a Latinx uh, man there. It's a queer person over here of this, you know, uh, this is and that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that to me is more reality than this. It was almost like it was like Silicon Valley was airbrushed. Mm -hmm. Was it was almost like it was supposed to be this it's somebody's dream it. of an aesthetic that they like and when i say somebody i mean it has to be some sort of racist like you know <laughs> somebody's like boys club or some sort of like let's keep them out of this mm. and right. I, I just don't i just don't subscribe to that and i thought well that's not so that's not right mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense and we have plenty but then if you think about it opportunity mm. Exactly. I said, like in 2012, 13, I was just like, what if every black founder in America knew one, not only one person, mm -hmm. but there was one person who they all call, you know, it's like the square is a rumbus, mm -hmm, the square, mm -hmm. the rumbus is a square, but a rumbus is squares and a rumbus. Anyway, mm -hmm. it's like not, I want there to be plenty of us, mm -hmm. but what that person who figures this out real quick it's going to be interesting. Now, I don't have every black founder in America calling me, mm -hmm. but what, 80% no, no to call? Mm. Know that they can? Right. That's pretty incredible. That's a, yeah, it's a big I would have never imagined it, but I did imagine it. I wouldn't imagine it for myself. But I said, I, I was just sitting there like, what if someone did? <laughs> That'd right. be cool. Right. Somebody was like, that would be like the bat phone. Like, you just, right. you just know, call this person. They're the fixer. And then um, the opportunity would be, yes, you would see a lot of companies that may not work out, mm -hmm. but if you had that patience and you had, you really cared mm -hmm. and you were there to, I looked at it like a garden, mm -hmm. like put in the work across the garden mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. something's going to flourish. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it by saying, oh, from over here, I'm just going to think that one's going to do well and that one's going to do well. So I'm going to spend my time on these two. Mm-hmm. You got to put 100 in the garden and, and right. work with them the same over and over again through many seasons. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to see this goes this high and this one goes even higher and th- this one didn't work out so well. But guess what? Next time they go out, they come right back to you. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, you know, Stuart Butterfield, he says two companies failed before he got to Slack. Right. Yeah. Don't you know I'm looking at these companies that haven't done so well at the, at the portfolio? I'm like, call me when yeah. the next one happens. Exactly. So that's how I was looking. It was my strategy around it. It went from being an observation mm-hmm. to then a strategy when nobody else would do it. Hmm. Basically, yeah, a lot of people seeing it as a, a big problem, but you're looking at it as like, hey, this is an opportunity. And also, yes. you know, being yourself. And, and, and going back to like just being yourself, it's like, you know, I probably, you probably did step on a lot of toes, like just like being <laughs> in that space, you know, and probably still are stepping on toes, but like you're doing it just, you know, unapolog- unapologetically. You know, like what, what, what would you say to founders who, who are entering into these rooms who still want to be themselves and still want to be their authentic self, but, um, you know, kind of they're not, you know, represented in the, in the, in the, you know, in the bigger picture. So what would you kind of tell those people? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say, I don't, I don't try to be a bulldozer. I'm never going to be trying to like, for the sake of it, just like kicking everybody out the way and look at me. Um, so I think there's a kindness that's very, that's important. That's incredibly important. If I don't, I don't weigh things in different percentages, but if I did, that would be one of the main things, kindness overall, because you're going to have to be kind to yourself. You have to be kind to others to like get through all these years and years and years of this mess that is the start of life. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not about like overcompensating to the point where you're just like this, um, um, you know, man eater or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. Like, I'm going to play with the big boys. So I'm going to just be ruthless and sharky. Right. But it's not shrinking yourself either. Mm. Because there's just, um, there's just one of you in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one of you in the whole world. You talk about leverage. That's yep. leverage. And so why would you want to get rid of the only leverage sometimes you have Mm. when you don't have that much money and you don't have that many connections and you're just starting out and you're just trying to find your way and this isn't work. This experiment isn't working the way you thought it would. Mm -hmm. You don't have that much leverage and and being honest with yourself about that is really important. Mm. But the leverage you do have that nobody can take away from you Mm -hmm. is in your authenticity and in your uniqueness. And then it becomes in your, knowledge base which i talk about in the book and then it becomes in your um your your conviction and and not straying from that mm. like I, I i often um encourage people i talk about it in the book by saying you know use your voice and and, and share your voice but it's not just about sharing your voice like in a, in a heart heartwarming way mm-hmm. i often encourage people to have to have firm opinions about things even if it's not popular and do so boldly and out loud Mm -hmm. because that will then it's just like such a basic thing to me like that will attract stuff to you right because you can anytime i see somebody who's like middle of the road like Mm -hmm. they never talk out of line they never they always go with the flow they never speak on current events Mm -hmm. never i'm like they're probably going to be 
It's so safe. They can probably have, they probably have a really good 401k plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. But they're not going to like, yeah. Soar through space. Yeah. With one it's, lifetime. It's a quote that you use. What is it? It's the, um, uh, be yourself so that yeah. somebody else is looking for uh, I, I don't it's, know. So it's be yourself so that the people looking for you can find you. Congrats. You made it to the midpoint of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Back to the Basics podcast. Before we get to the second half of this episode, we first want to give a big shout out to our awesome sponsors. So check them out. This Nobody has it figured out. I'm sorry, if you go into a Fortune 500 company right now and you spend a day with some of their executives, you will be like, wait, what? Mm. You don't, that's how you do your process? Like, how did y'all make it this far? <laughs> Nobody has it fully figured out. And so if you can't be flexible in your thinking, your creativity, we get really, really um, in, in love with our ideas. Like I know for me, like even yesterday, for the past week, I've been saying one thing. I even made a deck about it. Like, you know, I had, I've been saying one thing for like a week straight and I've been saying it really loudly, you know, in these rooms. Mm -hmm. And then I had a conversation yesterday and I started thinking, I was like, hmm, hmm, let me do the math on that. And I started doing the math differently. And I said, okay, let me be devil's advocate and flip it. Mm. And just say for a moment that I'm not, that I am a genius, but I, these other person are, gen, are geniuses too. You know, these other right, people are geniuses. Right. Let's just say that for a second. I'm wrong. And my, my mom is here. Mrs. Sims is here. She knows that I'm always right. So um, <laughs> she's going to be surprised by this. I'm sorry, mom. This is going to, I'm going to come out as not right <laughs> about this. But I said, let me just say it for a second. And I looked at it and I said, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's not a hundred percent that I'm going to do this other thing, mm -hmm. but I have it in my back pocket if I need it. Mm -hmm. And so when I go into this room on Friday, which I'm going to do and have this negotiation, mm -hmm. I don't have just the one thing, it, you know, that, and if that doesn't work, it's done. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't allowed, if I hadn't been flexible, and if I had been so stubborn, like, I'm the only person who could possibly be right about this, mm -hmm. then that would, that would handcuff me. And there's no need for that. So inflexibility is your own downfall. It's your own, that's your bad. Mm -hmm. And that's something you can work on personally without anybody even knowing you can work on that internally. Mm -hmm. And then also just kind of like, I think the number one thing that catches people and it's, it's before and after they start the company. And so like, you know, not even just the doubt, like it not doing well, but just like even in the process mm -hmm. is you, you really, really, you find like 90, I find that 90% of the people haven't gone through like a full diagnostic of why they are doing this particular company. Mm. Most people start at like a surface level and it's not to say anything bad about the person. It's just like, it's almost like a by rote. It's almost like automatic. Mm -hmm. They'll start with, huh? Okay. In the past people have started companies. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me think about what would, I would be good at. Okay, I like this. I was, and I did this other thing. Let me see about this. And then they go. But they don't do this deep dive root of mm -hmm. why me? Why this? Why now? What happens if five years go by and it doesn't do well? How am I going to feel about that? What do I want out of life? Mm -hmm. What kind of people do I want surrounding me during this journey? What does success look like for me? Mm. 
what's going to, you know, they don't take this deeper thing because it's almost like, um, it's almost like this, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're not really mm. nothing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, right. man, I'd much rather have someone who is a very a thoughtful person mm. who took an extra six months of their lives to really think through why they're doing something, you know, because if you really meant to do something, it keeps finding you. Mm-hmm. right it keeps finding you and if you're going to go through all this heartache of raising and talking to 100 people to get one person to say yes and that and that wouldn't you want to put that energy towards something that you have already figured out this is it this is a thing for me this is the, this is it not that it's the only thing that'll work and that my my legitimacy is banking on it but it's like i want to go in the weeds with this mm-hmm. i'll go through i'll go through it for this for sure yeah, you, you need know. to know that about yourself to be able to sell it to anybody else on a on a beyond surface level way. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, it sounds like, you know, you're very founder focused in regards to just, you know, just, you know, people that you, you invest in. So is um, what is a typical, I guess, uh, a profile of person that you, you're looking at or company that you're looking at when you're looking like, hey, I want to invest in, in this person. What is that like? Yeah, there's no typical. <laughs> you can go to backstagecapital.com right now and see it's not typical. Mm-hmm. It's across industries, it's across locations, it's across uh, profiles, backgrounds, mm-hmm. strengths, weaknesses. Um, so there's no typical, but there's a through line. Mm. There are a few things that you can say, you put all these people in the room, what, what do they have in common? There's a through line of like, a, like I said before, it finds you. A lot of it, not everyone, because, you know, life is what it is. But the ones that I think are, will do the best mm-hmm. and ha- have done the best and have, and whether the company has not made it or, or, or they have made it, um, will ultimately do the best are the ones who they're following that, they're listening to that, they're hearing that calling, mm-hmm. they're hearing it. Because, you know, you can start a company if you just want to be in a company to like have a good re- like return, like exit, you want to have the excitement, you want to have the tech crunch headline, you can have, a, you can do all that without having all the headache by just being the, one of the first 10 employees at a, another company. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about fa- founders. I'm talking about founders who, and it's okay to do that. I have, th- there's no one better or worse in that scenario. Mm-hmm. There's a good, uh, uh, case to be made of doing that a couple of times mm-hmm. in your 20s and 30s and 40s mm-hmm. setting yourself up and then going out for something mm-hmm. but anyway um the, the 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 founders are people who you just see it you see it on you see them you see that aura around them and i know that's gonna sound kind of hokey mm-hmm. and i'm not a, i'm not that kind of like spiritual ho- you know i'm not that kind of person but mm-hmm. i do see it like they glow with it mm-hmm. it is their life's work it is it is driving them. It is their North Star, all of that. Mm-hmm. They embody it. And then you can tell and who, they, who's not. Who's not. So who yeah, has, and you can well, tell the one. I, I tell you what, there's a, there are a couple of people I know, like a couple of people in my portfolio who are just really good salespeople. Yeah. They should, in my opinion, and that, that both the ones I'm thinking of, their companies have not done so well. Mm-hmm. They should just be like the head of development for, for a growing startup mm-hmm. because they can sell. Mm-hmm. But selling and convince, like convincing mm. somebody is different than like drawing them to you. 
Mm-hmm. And ahead of you follow, like I'm going to be a, uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, have a magnetic force mm. towards Don Dixon. Oh yeah, <laughs> magnetic force towards uh, uh, Harold at Bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Magnetic yeah. force to Jessica Matthews. Like I'm going to be like, take me with, me. take me with right. you, please. <laughs> Instead of okay, you're you're t- you're telling me logically what I'm supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that kind of person, the reason they're like that is a combination of things. And one of them is they figured out their why. Because mm. because right now, like I could, you know, I, a lot of people really want backstage to win. Mm-hmm. Because I think most people realize, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I, I'm serious about this. I've been around for nine years. Like, I'm not, this isn't a fly by night. Mm-hmm. you want to you want to see how it turns out <laughs> you know after all this you want to see how it turns out that's what you want in a, in a founder um and it's okay if you're not that person today or yet mm. it is okay um, one big question i want to ask you is um you know with the current social climate i'm talking about pandemic politics racial injustices um that just an economic downturn like what is your advice to give to uh, first-time founders or just like startup founders who are like building a company through all of this that's going on? Like, do you see it as just like an opportunity? Do you see it as like a negative thing? Like, what is uh, your suggestions in regards to navigating their success through building a company through, you know, what the world hasn't seen in mm-hmm. hundreds of years? Never, has never seen <laughs> right. this exact thing. Seen. Now, we have never been through, you know, uh, the things that we see in the history books you know, yeah. certain, certain things, really? the Vikings coming and, and with the swords and all that. We've never been through that. So we'll be okay. Um, I would say now more than ever, what I just said before is, is important in my opinion, because that, that, that resilience is going to, is going to be so ne- more than necessary than ever. Mm-hmm. And it's also okay to uh, sort of say, Oh, okay, this wasn't really for me. So like, I'm going to pivot out. Um, but if you're in it, and you want to be in it, I would say don't, don't get too caught up on uh, think pieces about like where the like future of work is going or what this theme will be or what will emerge after this. Because again, we're going back to that really true tenant is that nobody has it figured out. Mm-hmm. They're saying that with the advice I gave before about having a strong opinion because but they don't their strong opinion doesn't mean you have to follow it what does the world look like to you in five years what does that world look like and when you say it out loud do people laugh do people say oh i don't know what you're talking about that might be a good sign because that means they're not seeing it do you know how many people do you know how many people asked me in 2014 and 13 mm-hmm. wait are there like literally are there enough women starting companies that you can invest in? Oh, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, the thing that it sounds so, of course, mm-hmm. of course, of course there are. Of course there are black people starting companies. Of course. Mm-hmm. To, it sounds crazy until it doesn't. Mm. I was laughed out of the room when I told this one woman that I was going to invest in 100 companies by 2020. It was, I'm going to say it now. I don't even have that. It was an angel list. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I went in for this meeting and I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to start a a thing on angel list 2015. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then we sat down, we talked, we did all this. And I said, yeah, I'm going to invest in a hundred underrepresented founders by 2020. Mm-hmm. And she just started laughing and she was like, yeah, come back when you're more realistic. Oh man. <laughs> and I, I tried to in 2018 when I invested in my hundredth company, but she wasn't there anymore. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, where is she at now? <laughs> <laughs> We need a recap of what she's what she thinks now. Yeah, but it's you know that was her opinion, and 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 I I, I kind of understand it because who am I? Came out of nowhere. What am I talking about? A hundred companies, like, mm-hmm. but that just means like, I've I, I had been saying that for uh, I had been knowing that for years, mm-hmm. man. And I've been saying it out loud. But I've been knowing it. Imagine if I had just let her laughter or let someone else's. Most of it was like pat on the head, like oh, good luck to you, like. I can't help you, but good luck. What if I had let that really resonate as if it were some sort of fact, their opinion was somehow a fact to me. So I wouldn't sit around and and think about, well, okay, this article in Fortune or wherever says that these are the top five companies that are going to really prosper in 2025 because of COVID. That's like a, that's like a, a, Spring break, everybody's going to go there. Everybody's going to go there. You're going to find the island, mm-hmm. the cozy island that you may be on for a while by yourself, but you, you, it's all you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to live in a little bit. You, yeah. you want to get in that pocket mm. of it. And that can, and that can be um, just in the, how you philosophize around the company you have today mm-hmm. or maybe in how you iterate mm. on what the company could become or even change to. Thank you again. I'll say just like one, one piece of advice that you would give just, just for people to walk away with. What, what would that be? Mm. Um, just do a lot of research. Like, no, I, I know that sounds like just simple, but that's one of the things that people walk into to investor room. Like they walk into these rooms and there's so many other things against them. Mm. But if on top of that, that you can't control, right? But if on top of that, you don't, you in fact don't know your numbers or you in fact don't know the market or you don't know much about your competition, Mm. you don't have a leg to stand on saying, oh, they didn't like it because I'm black. You can't say that, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm I'm always going to be like, just give them every reason to just be that every, bust every myth Mm -hmm. that this person has in their head so that you're undeniable, be undeniable. Thank you for listening to this episode of Back to the Basics, powered by Sir Thrive. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and share this show with your fellow first-time founders. You can find this episode along with resources and tools discussed at squareoneschool.com backslash content. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Back to the Basics.